Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters to Go. You're listening to the Satellite Sisters. It's our Tuesday show for Tuesday, January 28th. I'm Leanne Dolan here in Pasadena, California, on with my big sister, Julie Dolan, in Dallas, Texas. Julie, I am really looking forward to these Tuesday shows. Aren't you just getting a chance to talk without those other sisters in our way? I agree, Leanne. I think we get to cover things in more depth. And quite quite frankly, I think we're uh, we're just a great duo together. So there you have it. I think we get to cover shallower things in more depth. <laughs> That's about right, Leanne. <laughs> okay. Okay, good. <laughs> All right. And to that end, today on the show, of course, we have Tuesday Trends. We're going to look at some questions from the Facebook, one, about caring for your aging parents, and two, the clog revolution happening at the Satellite Sisters Facebook page. Shocking. Open Open kitchens, are you for them or not? And then, of course, we're going to wrap up the show with Downton Gabby. Uh, we're taking your comments on the Facebook page, and uh, we love hearing from you. But first, Jewel, you wanted to talk about what everyone's talking about, the weather. The weather, Leon. this is um, um, blow dryer weather. Let me explain. If you're anywhere in the southeast, south central part of the United States, it's cold, okay? We're not Minnesota cold, but we are cold. And the problem when you live in this part of the country is that there's no insulation, okay? Yeah. The pipes are exposed. And so um, I was out early this morning with uh, two items, uh, a hair dryer where I was trying to unfreeze a pipe, an exposed <sighs> pipe that had frozen in my backyard. Um, and then, Leon, I found a new use for my heating pad that I've been using every single day to try to get my broken wrist back in shape. I had wrapped the heating pad around the pipe to dislodge the frozen section of it. But that sounds like a house fire in the making. uh, I mean, you know, no, I I put the heating pad in the microwave and then you wrap it around. Oh, okay. It's not plugged in. It's not plugged in. The blow dryer is plugged in and I'm out there trying to uh, again, get the pipe unfrozen. We had below uh, t- uh, freezing temperatures last night. But, you know, if you live in Alabama, New Orleans, all the way up, you know, up the uh, southeast coast, you are out today with your blow dryer or you're up in your attic. A lot of times the pipes are in the attic in southern homes. And so because there's no insulation, your pipes have frozen. You need to you need to unfreeze your pipes before they burst, uh, which is always a nice thing that happens. So this is blow dryer weather, Leon. Okay. It is astonishing weather. I know it's so cold in the state of Minnesota where many I, of many of our listeners live. Everything appears to be shut down. I do feel terrible. I, I don't understand those frozen rollers. What are what are those snow rollers people keep posting pictures of? <laughs> Have you seen those? They're like s- snow tumbleweeds. I just, Everything is just so darn cold. Here. I know, oh, I, I know, I know. So our our thoughts are with you. Everyone, stay safe and stay sane with all those kids home. Uh, speaking of speaking of cold, uh, the Super Bowl this weekend is in New Jersey. Let's mm-hmm. just let's just shout out to the good people of New Jersey who appear to be getting the shaft in the mainstream media because everyone keeps saying the Super Bowl's in New York. Now I understand. The Super Bowl is in the New York area, as that's Mm -hmm. called, having grown up, quote, in the New York area or in the tri-state area. But the actual Super Bowl is in New Jersey. So hats off to the people of New Jersey for hosting the Super Bowl. 
Well, you know, Lee and I, I would say that, you know, I heard the mayor of East Rutherford, New Jersey was interviewed. He's been interviewed. Uh, and uh, this is that's where the actual stadium is. Yes. East Rutherford, New Jersey. He was saying that his town is receiving not one red cent for the Super Bowl. Really? Which just seems wrong. It yeah, does seem wrong. Oh, does, don't get I me mean, started on the NFL. That does <laughs> No, I know. Well, because we have the same issue here in Pasadena. We've hosted the Super Bowl before. And mm-hmm. yeah, the NFL doesn't part with their money easily. It makes me crazy. That's terrible. And I'm yeah. sure they're putting for. I mean, and again, no one's staying in East Rutherford, New Jersey. You know what I mean? <laughs> Every The money is all going to New York City, but the game is actually in New Jersey. And as several New Jerseyites uh, posted on the Facebook page today, Jersey will get the blame if it goes bad. <laughs> I think that's true. New York gets the credit and Jersey's getting the blame if things go wrong. So uh, the Satellite Sisters of New Jersey, of which there are many, hats yes. off to you in hosting the Super Bowl this weekend. Do you have your Super Bowl menu all worked out already? Lena? You know what? I'm going with chili, Jewel. I, I I haven't made chili in a while. Um, I I often make like um I often make calorie rich uh, dips, and then my husband says, you know, we don't have to eat this food. <laughs> it's just because it's the Super Bowl. It's us, and, and he's absolutely right. So no, some... you're absolutely obligated to have the seven layer dip. <laughs> I mean, you have to consume you know multi million amounts of calories. Uh, but yeah, chili seems like a good choice this year. Yeah. And I, I, it's funny you said that because I was I was just pondering chili myself. So maybe we'll have some kind of chili cook off for the Super Bowl. <laughs> okay. It's also my son Colin's birthday uh, yeah. on the second. So. Um, I asked him if he wanted a Super Bowl party for his friends, to which, of course, he replied, no. So, Because he's a teenage boy. Because he's like sounds... 16 and, like, any actual public gathering in his home, that sounds bad. He doesn't yeah, want that. Yeah, that would be lame. He doesn't want his mother making dip for him on his 16th birthday. Right. So I may have to actually ask him, because he doesn't eat chili, what he actually wants. So I might actually have to ask him that. But um, I'll get there. We're not – he's actually sick this week. We've all had a bit of something. Oh, We've had the a... oddest little – Last week, I thought it was a bad oyster that I had. (laughs) (laughs) The risk of sounding like Sheila. Um, You sound like Sheila. And again, you've been on this cleanse that you've been talking to people about. Where where did the oyster come from? Well, I had to go to a work event and it was at a restaurant and I was meeting with the PR person from the restaurant. And it's one of my favorite restaurants here in Pasadena. And I was pitching a story idea to her, hoping uh, she would buy it for Pasadena Magazine. And so we had, I had one glass of wine and they had just put oysters on the menu. So I had literally and oyster. There were three of us there and a dozen oysters came. I had one oyster uh, and it tasted fine. And then in the middle of the night, I woke up with a splitting headache, like a crazy headache and an upset stomach. And I thought it was the oyster. I never had a headache like that. I thought my head was going to like implode and explode at the same time. And the next day, Brooks came home with the same headache. And now Colin has the same splitting headaches. Very, very suspicious. It's suspicious, but I'm glad it wasn't the oysters. So now okay. I can still write the story on the restaurant with the clear conscience. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so where were we? Why were okay. we? T- I don't know. Well, here's I have a question for you. Yeah. Lovely, which is, 
is something that um, I, I've been thinking about. I, I, and Because I know you've been a big Target supporter. You, yes. You've always loved Target. Um, you decorate your house with lots of Target items uh, from time to time. And I just want to know, since the holidays when ta- Target was the, um, was the focus of a major hacking, um, uh, uh, online hacking thing, and over 70 million customers had their um, information hacked, have you been back to Target, and what are you shopping with when you go back to Target? I have been back to Target, and I have shopped with my credit card. You have, yeah. So you know what? Here's my because we had we've had quite a few things stolen in, in our lives over the last eighteen months in terms of um, I don't know credit card numbers, identity theft. We have had a lot of. Um, bad behavior in and around our checking accounts and things like that. And what we've learned is like your stuff can get stolen anytime, anywhere. So it was bad that it happened at Target, but it could happen at the gas station. I think of all the times you hand off your card to somebody. I think we had a carpet cleaner in here that stole some personal information from us. So I, at least with the credit cards, I feel like they do a very good job of checking stuff and um, giving giving you credit if it's a stolen card. So we've been, you know, kind of pleased our credit card company has done an excellent job. And we were told at the time, uh, don't use debit cards. That's worse. A credit card is much better than a debit card. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm, I'm just, I'm a total cash person now. Lisa. Oh, you are? I am. Yes. I really believe that, that more attacks are coming and that you should, you, here's my uh, bit of financial advice. Okay. Uh, so let's give some bad financial, let's yeah, go. Yeah, let's give yeah, some yeah. untested okay. financial advice. Untested financial advice. No, I think it's, you should go back to a total cash system and I believe the next target, because I was watching it very carefully this morning when I was standing in line at Starbucks, oh. I believe Starbucks is going to be the next focus of a major online credit card, you know, app attack because, it, you know, Starbucks has. An- <laughs> this sounds like some irresponsible predicting. Why is that, Jewel? So I just on. feel like, uh, well, here's the reason why, because yeah. uh, tar- Starbucks is a worldwide company. Yeah. Um, it seems like, and it's something that people are in there all the time. The hundreds of thousands, millions of people are using this app and it just seems like an excellent target. And so I think that is what, where it's, where it's, you're, what you're going to see. Yep. All right. Tar- so you moved to all cash. Yeah, all cash, all cash at Target, all cash at Starbucks. Um, don't I, you have to, I hate to sound stupid, but don't you have to go to the cash machine a lot? <laughs> well, yeah. I, well, not a lot. I mean, I don't know how much you buy well, at Target. But, uh, you know, occasionally I do go to the cash machine. You see that as a dangerous move, too? Well, I mean, you have to carry around a lot of cash with you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, yes, Liam. Yes. I guess you're I'm used to living person. in Russia. You lived in I'm Russia in those Exactly. I've, I've lived in many countries where um, where hacking of credit cards and personal information was a way of life. So I'm used to dealing with cash transactions. I think it's good advice, particularly at Starbucks. I believe you're, you're going to regret it if you're using that Starbucks ad. <laughs> okay. Lynn, this is our podcast. We can say whatever we want. True. And that is my opinion. I've watched people. I just know it's trouble. It's trouble, Leon. <laughs> and we we have been trying to get uh Starbucks as a sponsor for like twenty years, it feels like. And well, they've never, never ne- I'm taking the company down. Like, never jumped on board. So this is our chance. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. 
Um, a couple of things actually from the Facebook page uh, that I wanted to mention. One, a serious discussion that people were having there this week um, that we're happy to facilitate as Satellite Sisters. And the other, just a reaction to something Julie said on last week's Tuesday show. The You can always join the Satellite Sisters. We have two pages. We have the official page, uh, which is what all businesses have to do. We're really not allowed to post anything fun because those are the those are the Facebook rules. It has to be sort of the stodgy official Satellite Sisters page. But we do post new shows and everything over there. And then we have the open group. And that anyone can join. Liz does have to approve you, but she has very low standards. And um, so you can just post whatever you want. And people engage, talk amongst themselves on the open group page. And everyone's very well behaved, I feel like, over there. So it's a pleasure and fun to go to that Satellite Sister open group Facebook page. And Sharon posted this week... And Sharon, we're happy to be the repository for information like this. She said, sisters, I need your advice. We are starting the process of finding my father-in-law nursing home. She's in Atlanta, her in-laws and all of her husband's sisters are in Des Moines, Iowa, so it's difficult. Uh, she said, I remember you found someone who was kind of a senior health advisor to help you. Where did you find them? What were they able to do for you? Her husband's flying into Des Moines next week, but in the meantime, her father-in-law is awaiting a hospital placement. And then she said, I'm sorry you guys have turned into the experts on this subject, but I'm so grateful that you're here. You know, we're happy to share what we've learned, but we're even happier that lots of Satellite Sisters chipped in on Sharon's conversation. Sue from New Jersey had a lot of good advice about finding a geriatric care manager, which is we use several over the course of our journey with our parents. Nancy had a lot lot of excellent advice. She used to work uh, in that field, so she was happy to give her information and, you know, and reach out personally. Terry had a lot of good advice. Call your county division on aging for information on everything. And then uh, Jamie wanted to let us know she's right in the middle of this sandwich generation. She has a 13-year-old daughter and an 86-year-old mom whose Mm -hmm. care needs are rapidly changing. And Sharon just wanted to thank everybody for their advice. But Julie, this is where Sharon is now is exactly where we were two years ago, where it was clear that my father needed extra help that my mother being the primary caregiver was not possible really anymore. The stress was wearing her down and she was starting to be slightly unreliable and Mm -hmm. she just was worn down. Uh, At the same time, it was very difficult to get her to agree to have extra help in the house. And we weren't really sure what kind of help was needed because our mom wasn't that forthcoming with what was really happening in the house. And so I just reminded me of where we were two years ago. So Sharon, oh, we literally know what you're going through. I know. And Sharon, I think the best thing you're doing is reaching out and asking other people because you have to realize that you're not alone. And I know, uh, Leanne, you know, we we had the benefit of each other. You know, we said that so many times uh, when, you know, during the last years of our parents' lives was how do people do this if they, you know, are an only child or only have one brother or something, you know, that we had the benefit of, you know, seven siblings, you know, everybody trying to help, everyone pitching in. So reach out to your satellite sisters. I think that's a great thing to do. And, you know, the, I think the thing that we learned, Leanne, is there are a lot of really good people out there. There are a lot of people that are really caring super knowledgeable, you know, much more knowledgeable about the end of life than we were, you know, and can really provide some excellent advice and counseling. 
Um, and and I and it just helped enormously. We, you know, Liz and I know had posted on the Facebook page that we also investigated the benefits, the VA benefits that our dad was eligible for. And and Sharon said her, her, she thinks her dad is eligible. She's her, she's quote, heard that there are some benefits. There probably are, Sharon. And Julie, you were our point person on that. I know. And what I'd say to that is, you know, that the good news is there are benefits. The bad news is, I mean, the VA, it's... It's just almost impossible to deal with, and it takes a great, a really long time. So we used an organization out of St. Louis, and I posted this on our Facebook page, Veteran Care Coordinators. And actually what they are is they, be, they become an intermediary between you and the VA, and they help to push along your application to respond because it's, it's overwhelming. I, I really don't know how v- uh, v- vets you know, get benefits, you know, that they need because there's so much bureaucracy, there's so much paperwork. You really never know who you're talking to. This organization out of St. Louis was very helpful to us, and I hope they will be helpful to your family, too. Liz, you know we love talking about FrameBridge, don't we? We do. (laughs) Because because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leanne, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting. But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting FrameBridge experience. Would I, you I like did. to share? Would you like you know, to? I talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids, and one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing to get the actual set list for the actual concert in Los Angeles. And we're like, oh, yeah, any day now, that's going to be in a place of honor in their home. Sure enough, Leon, they have already frame-bridged it and sent it to us with a picture. So I'll be in Bend next week, so I'll get to see it. But it's just excellent use of the frame-bridge resources, the Bruce Springsteen set list. Fantastic. And this is gift giving season. So if you have a graduation coming up, a wedding, a shower, Mother's Day, Father's Day, look around. I'm sure you have something fun you can frame and FrameBridge can do it for you. It's easy and it's affordable to frame just about anything. You get fair and transparent upfront pricing based on the size of your item. There's a great selection of frames. And as we've said in the past, fast service, free shipping, great for gifts. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Liz, not many things in life give you a happiness guarantee, but FrameBridge does. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they will make it right. So if this but sounds you like- you're going to be happy, okay? Yeah. That's just the Satellite Sisters promise. You're going to be out. You're going to be happy you did it. See why FrameBridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit FrameBridge.com or see a local FrameBridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's FrameBridge.com. Thanks, FrameBridge. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we We love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day, just look no further than Osea. Spoil the moms in your life with the little luxuries from Osea. The moms, the stepmoms, the bonus moms, the people who bring a touch of something special to your life, aunts, grandmothers, they would love a little Osea this Mother's Day. And you can get 10% off your first order by using our code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. And Liz, you know what every mother and mother figure needs? What? More moisture, Liz. They need more moisture in their skin. (laughs) 
And no kidding. Skin. I mean, really, the creams, the lotions, the oils. I love it all. That duo they have going. Oh. Like, you can't miss with the duo of Osea. Liz, the mega moisture duo. Yes. You can you can literally see your skin get firmer. And it just delivers <laughs> this full body glow. Okay, you know we have raved about the Andaria Algae Body Oil. Mm-hmm. Well, pair that with the Andaria Collagen Body Oil. Youthful, yeah. Liz. A youthful yeah. glow is going to happen. <laughs> and it's a, infused with Osea's signature Andaria seaweed. So it just smells so delicious, doesn't it? I know you're talking about giving it as a gift. I also suggest just giving it to yourself <laughs> because you're worth it. <laughs> that's, that's true. That is absolutely true. Okay, that moisture duo I mentioned too is a great value because you can save 16% plus the extra 10% with our code Sad Sisters. So this is it. This is a win, win, win Mother's Day gift. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site wide with the code Sat Sisters at OseaMalibu.com. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to OseaMalibu.com and use code SATSISTERS for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. Yeah, but Sharon, just keep reaching out and asking the questions you need to ask of people, and you will find people there to help. But uh, it is it is a very tough position you're in. Your dad isn't quite sick enough to go into yeah. a nursing home. Your mother-in-law can't care for him anymore. That is just, this is almost the toughest period for you right here when you're trying to figure out what the next steps are before some things kick in. So, um, so keep posting on the Facebook page, Sharon, you obviously have a lot of satellite sisters who would love to help you through this and other people in the satellite sisterhood going through the same thing. And the, the Facebook page is a great place for people to post that and, you know, all sorts of other things like pictures of the temperature in their car. And what should I binge watch this (laughs) this weekend? And, and books and where to go in New York. Lots of things, Leah. Right. We're trying to be very helpful. Okay. The other uh, the other issue that got some traction uh, on the Facebook page, thanks to Jill, was about turning 50 and clogs. Okay. So mm-hmm. last week, Julie keeps saying I'm turning 50. It's in a good long time, people. <laughs> no, Leanne. No, Leanne. TikTok. Right. 2015. TikTok. I'm turning 50 in 2015. It's not that I don't it, want to own it. It's 2014 but... right now, Leanne, in I'm... the month of February. So I say TikTok 12 months away. Okay? I just, it's not that I don't want to own it. I just don't want to rush it. But I made a comment like, I'm just going to wear clogs. I just, that's all I want to wear from now on. Like I've reached 50. And Julie, you said, don't go with the clogs. It's like you're giving up. Yeah. Okay. Well, there was a clog surge on our website, right? Leave I have found Facebook my page. pro clog people, Julie. They are all over the country, but they are vocal. Thank you, Jill. Jill said, and Jill, uh, you're my new best friend. I also thought 50 was a liberating time of being yourself and forgetting about convention. So Jill turned 50 last March and the past few years she's discovered Dance Go Clogs. Jill, they have been my go-to shoe since I was 12 years old. <laughs> so. Jill, Jill, I don't want you to encourage Leanne because it's not only is she going to put uh, keep the clogs on, but you're going to go back to those overalls that you wore through most of your late 20s and early 30s, right, Leanne? I thought I looked really cute in those overalls. <laughs> But you can't believe all the satellite sisters that bought themselves clogs at 50. Susan says she would be in them 24-7 if she didn't have to wear other shoes to work. Sherry has 
she's way over 50, she said, but she's lived in clogs her whole life. Christine gave a, you know, she wanted to let us know the best shoes ever, posted a link. Nancy loves clogs. And uh, and they said they helped her when she was pregnant. She still loves them. And then I loved Cynthia, our Minnesota people, shouting out to Sven's Clogs. Okay, this is of course Minnesota's own. I mean, should we should we doubt that Minnesota has their own brand of clogs? But this is the thing I find confusing. Cynthia actually recommended a clog named the Nordic Stripper Clog. <laughs> Well, what's going on with that? Shit? I don't know. I, I can't even imagine. I That does not sound appealing to me at all. But uh, they must be really hot in Minnesota. So thank See, actually, you. I'm in favor of the Nordic stripper clog, Liam, because <laughs> I believe if you are in those, you are doing something very po- positive, okay? And something something good with your 50s, okay? So that's that's a good thing. I just don't want you... I just didn't want you to view the decade of your 50s as a time to retreat, give up, or slide into into some bad habits. Okay, that's, that's all I'm saying. Okay. I'm saying that you really, but I can see the cloggers, they have embraced clogs in their 50s. It's a very positive action they're taking. And, and so I can um, respect that. I don't, I'm not wearing clogs, but I, I can respect it. Fine. I'll take it. I'll take it. Okay, Leon, we have to move on. You know, it is Tuesday and it's Tuesday trends. And we have some hot, hot trends uh, today that I wanted to talk about. First of all, it's all over the news this morning. Crest is coming out with uh, three new toothpaste flavors. Okay. The mint chocolate, uh, not chip, but mint chocolate. um, (laughs) I, I think track is what it's called. Lime spearmint zest and vanilla mint. So my question, Leanne, is what do you think? Chocolate toothpaste in, out, what do you think? I, You know what? Anything that will get my 16-year-old to brush his teeth without me saying, did you brush your teeth? Get out of the car and go back and brush your teeth. Anything. So if it's chocolate toothpaste, I will take it. What's You're wrong? Okay. I'm, I'm totally, I'm totally fine with it. I don't care. It's not like you're actually eating it. So what does it matter? I know. Would would you use chocolate toothpaste, chocolate mint toothpaste? No, but I think the lime toothpaste sounded yummy. Oh, I thought that sounded revolting. (laughs) That was the worst. Lime spearmint? Yum. No, those two flavors should never be together. But see, when I first saw this, I thought it was revolting and it would be really harsh either in the morning or in the evening, the two times when I brush my teeth to, you know, to have these flavors. But then I thought, well, but what about midday when I'm a little hungry and I want a piece of chocolate? Maybe I might just brush my teeth with that mint chocolate. Right. And, and that it would be that I, A, I'd brush my teeth more and B, um, I'd get, you know, less calories. What do you think? I, I absolutely agree. If you can get chocolate and it can clean your teeth, I think that's a win-win. I have no, like, let's break out. Why does, why does all toothpaste need to be, well, mint-based? I guess that is refreshing, but like my dog doesn't love anything better than that peanut butter toothpaste, I guess. <laughs> she <laughs> loves it. Okay. She eats it up. Nom, nom, nom. She loves it. Well, I think what Crest said is people get bored with toothpaste flavors. I agree. And that 
They saw this by introducing these three new flavors that are coming out later this year, um, that they felt like they, they were addressing sort of people's issues of boredom, that, you know, here's something a little more interesting. Uh, give it a whirl. We are the luckiest people on earth if we just get so bored with our toothpaste flavors. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, really? I it's just, uh, it's going to make shopping for toothpaste even more complicated than it already is. Have you been down the toothpaste aisle? Is, there are so, there are so many toothpaste and ultimately for me, it is about the packaging. I almost, I just want the most, I like the squeeze bottle, which is getting increasingly hard to find. So well, I don't, uh, I don't no, like the pump. I like the squeeze bottle. So yeah, no, I, it's, it's difficult because some whiten and others brighten <laughs> and I, I get so confused and I, and I feel like I'm going to make the wrong choice with my tube of toothpaste. <laughs> so this is only going to add to the confusion, but it is something to look for. Okay. Leon, on to the next trend we need to talk about, because I, I don't know if this is happening in Southern California. It seems like it might be something that would be big there. And that is um, bikini baristas. Have you heard of these? Uh, no. Okay. This is the, apparently these are popular in the Northwest. Um, and what they are, are okay, small... That is so not a pretty picture. Girls in the Northwest in their bikinis in the middle of winter. <laughs> Wow. Leanne, Leanne, okay. Well, they're pale. People in the Northwest are pale. Okay, but they have coffee stands all over. This was an article from the Wall Street Journal. In the town of Everett, Washington, there are no shortage of coffee stands um, in this town uh, with names like Twin Peaks Uh. and Java Jugs and Stiletto Organic Coffee. And showcase. And here's the deal. These are just little coffee huts, but they have girls in there that are in bikinis or even less G-strings and pasties. And they're serving up lattes uh, or dream girl espresso. How about that? So these are, but are they, are they happening in um, Southern California? No. No. You know, we have a couple of like Froyo stands at the beach where adorable 18 year old girls are in bikini tops and sarongs. Like that's, yeah, at the beach in Southern California, girls are scooping ice cream, but they can't burn anything in an ice cream shop. (laughs) Well, anyway, so these are these are these drive-through coffee places. So that's part of part of it. And but what they're finding in some of these communities is these drive-through coffee places um, that um, where you get your takeout lattes and espressos. That apparently there's some other things going on with the lattes. You're getting you know you're getting an extra dollop if you know what I mean, Lee. And I'm using code here, (laughs) a second shot. uh, Kind of creepy code you're using. Okay. Okay. They're, they're, they're linking these places to lewd behavior and prostitution. Oh, okay. So that is wrong. Coming through the, the, the drive through and they are getting a lot more than a cup of coffee. So towns are trying to try, trying to at least work out some, some rules for uh, baristas, but that seems kind of hard. Like, how much clothing should a barista wear? I, I think that's at the uh, center of this debate. Well, I think it should be the same for the customers. No shirt, no shoes, no service. Like, put a shirt on. Okay, but if they're wearing, like, a bikini top or... That's not a shirt. Paste, pasties, not a shirt? <laughs> not a shirt. Not a shirt. Not a shirt. Uh, that whole, this whole thing is unsightly and <laughs> unpleasant and I think potentially dangerous. But I guess if you're actually going there... The coffee is secondary in your mind. 
yeah, that <laughs> appears that that you have other things and uh, that you want from these uh, bikini but baristas. So I think the lesson from this week's show is coffee is not safe. Starbucks is going <laughs> to steal yeah. your credit card. But at and least they're wearing clothes. At least they're fully clothed yeah. in those black shirts. We, we give them a lot of credit. But if you show up at one of these places, I mean, now they're really under investigation because this is just sort of, you know, a new way uh, to promote prostitution, as that's what they're finding out. (laughs) Well, thank you, Julie. Well, there you have it. So make your coffee at home. That's what I think is the answer there, Liam. That's that's your Tuesday trend. Stay at home and drink coffee. All right, I have a, I have a, I've saw, seen some backlash, Julie, about a trend I enjoy. Uh, uh-huh. So I wanted to ask you about it. Um, the, all over the internet, the last couple of weeks, I've seen headlines: backlash against open kitchens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, mm-hmm. this is, of course, the open kitchen has been around now for twenty five years. But right, that's I right. think when people started tearing down walls, opening up the kitchen, living in their kitchen, design magazines, the kitchen's the heart of the home, blah, blah, blah. So, uh, but apparently now there's a backlash against it. And from what I can tell from the people lashing out against it, it seems to be people who don't really cook or who are men and rarely use their kitchen and think it's more of a showpiece. So it should be in the back of the house. Those are my two people actually backlashing against the open kitchen, at which I point, I say, fine, if you don't really intend to cook in your kitchen or interact, or you're not forced to be in there, I don't know, three meals a day, like 15 hours a day, like I feel like I am sometime, go, go by yourself into the back of your house in an old dark kitchen shut in the back of the house. I love my open kitchen, Julie. I love it. I know, Lee, and you, I mean, you, that's the, that is the center of your house. Yes. And, and, and that, um, you are there. I mean, you are not in your living room that much. I mean, generally we just go right through into your open plan. I right. think it suits your lifestyle. Yes. I, I don't, I mean, you know, it seems to me like if you don't like to cook, fine, fine. you can if, do whatever you want. It's, you know, with your house, I don't care. I mean, I don't care where you, but, you know, put an espresso <laughs> machine in the living room. I don't care, Leanne. I don't care. You want to do your laundry, you know, in the library? Fine, fine, whatever, you know. Uh, I guess the I crux of from... the argument is the dirty dishes. Like no yeah. one wants to see your dirty dishes. That's and so, right. but and wash I... your dishes. I don't, you don't ever come into my house when I'm entertaining. There's not sinks full of dirty dishes. No, never, never. Th- that's never, a part right. of my, at the, I get a lot of stuff done before, so it's not full of dirty dishes. Uh, but, you know, I don't want to be isolated in the back of the house while everybody else is having Having a good time watching TV and eating the food I cooked for them. <laughs> right, right. Um, no, I agree with you, Lee. And I, 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 it seems, it seems like a kind of a trivial discussion. It does. Lee. <laughs> Hey, it's Liz and Leon here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. Mm-hmm. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz, my hair from Pros is getting rave reviews. Leon, I am not surprised. You have been on that Pros hair regimen for quite a while. I mean, you have good hair anyway, but now you have great hair because you've really paid attention to it. Well, Liz, pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. And you know what? I love the regimen they have me on. Do I take the hair vitamins every day? Yes, I do. 
Do I use my shampoo and conditioner made especially for Lee and Dolan? Yes, I do. Do I sometimes use the leave-in conditioner when my hair's really dry? I do. And I even have a pre-scalp thing that they give me. Okay, pros, you're the boss. I'll take it. (laughs) You tell me what my hair needs. That sounds good. And here's the thing. It's personalization, Liz. For yeah. millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Leans. Okay. And I'm I'm using it. Pros mm-hmm. isn't just better for you, it's also better for the planet, Liz. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon neutral custom beauty brand. So pros, we love you. I love the photos of my hair. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> photos of your hair. There are people in the photos too. That's the thing about a book tour. Everybody yeah. has their picture taken with Leon and then post it. So yeah. the hair is important. <laughs> Couldn't be happier, pros. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin. They're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E, pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, pros. Liz, summer is coming up and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling and chilling there with your your butcher box. What what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in, in Bend for part of the summer, yeah. I'm having my box sent there, Leon. That's I mean, great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is what uh, what what I'm recommending. Yeah, by <laughs> the way, you're just going to buy meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, you I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good and the chicken thighs. All good. I'm ready. That's right. Butcher box gives you peace of mind and easy to find high quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork that's raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood, no antibiotics or added hormones. And as Liz said, delivered right to your doorstep. And you can customize that delivery plan, Liz, right? Because it can go wherever you want it to go, whenever you want it to go. If you want to delay it a week, you know, speed it up a week, you just go to your ButcherBox account and you can make that all happen. It's so easy to manage online. Yeah. And if you're like Liz, you can take your ButcherBox on vacation, which is... That's nice. That's nice. Nice to have something familiar there. (laughs) Yes. So if you want to take your meat on vacation, sign up at butcherbox.com slash sisters and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional 20% off. So you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free for year offer. Plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. Well, that's what we specialize with on Tuesdays. All right. How about this kitchen trend, Julie? Because I saw this in the New York Times business section this weekend. Mm-hmm. So that gives it some gravitas. This idea that um, empty nesters are moving into giant houses again with like luxury amenities. So while, you know, there was a movement away from the big McMansions, now Mm -hmm. that the, that the, um, you know, the mortgage rates are so low, empty nesters want bigger houses now, six to 9,000 square feet. And they're actually putting in extra kitchens. 
Okay, they're putting like a double kitchen. So double this, kitchen. That, this is your answer to um, to the open kitchen. Kitchen. Right. That, then you could have uh, you can cook all of your food in in the second kitchen, and you keep your one showcase kitchen completely uh, completely clean and ready for uh, guests at all times. Leon, when we lived in Bangkok, Thailand, yes. we, there were a lot of houses in Thailand had two kitchens. And the thinking was that you did your all your cooking in the outside kitchen uh, because you didn't want your house to be totally smelling of Thai food. I don't know why, because I love that smell. <laughs> but but some people did not want you know the smell of fish oil wafting through everything. So um, so they had two kitchens, sort of an American style kitchen where you you know with an eat-in table. And then they had the outdoor kitchen as well. So I, I can see that. And did you enjoy you that? Have, um, I, you know, it seemed dumb to me. I mean, I, again, I like. It's the actually kitchen. called the dirty kitchen. That's what okay. they call the second kitchen, the dirty kitchen. Okay. Well, uh, we, they used to have butler's pantries. Yeah. In old seems houses. indulgent. See, okay, seems I disingenuous. Mean, like if you're seems... really going to be cooking, cook in the kitchen. This is where it happens. And. But <laughs> well, I suspect, Leon, the six to nine thousand square foot house with the double kitchens. What that really is for is uh, people not at all like you and me. These those are people who are using a lot of caterers, yeah. and so I think that's what they want. They don't want like they don't want the caterers standing in the open kitchen because that's where your guests are standing. So they have all the uh, the catering staff in the other kitchen, so it can look like. I don't know that you do all your cooking in the showcase open kitchen, but you really don't. So is that clear? I think that's what happened. All I know is Liz and I are going to San Francisco. We're swinging by the Sunset offices, Sunset okay. Magazine. I'm going to be asking the Sunset people what they think about these two alleged trends, the backlash okay. against the open kitchen and then the second kitchen. I'm just going to get it from the horse's mouth. If you're not familiar with Sunset Magazine, uh, it's maybe because you don't live in the West, but it's our beautiful home design magazine that specializes in the Western states, uh, mainly because it's Western plants and things like that. So it's sort of the authority on Western gardens and Western food. Food and uh, it's like from Colorado on over. So I'm going to get to the bottom of this this week, Julie. I think that's a great idea. Well, as long as we're talking about double kitchens, can we just segue very nicely into dun, 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 Downton Gabby? <laughs> can we talk about Downton Gabby, Leon? I think it's time. Okay. okay. We had another excellent episode. Uh, I know you said that you weren't certain about it, um, but I thought it was excellent, Leon. I thought there were a, a number of key themes that came through this week that are going to keep you sort of uh, keep you with the series. Okay, first of all, can we talk about yet another menacing uh, small appliance that has <laughs> now has now emerged yeah. as a star of this season? And that would be the evil sewing machine yes. uh, that Baxter has. Okay, it's excellent, Leon. <laughs> that is just the, the that that new evil maid with the sewing machine. You know she is going to sew somebody's fingers to that table. I know Daisy was worried about it, but indeed that's exactly what is going to happen, right? I think the sewing machine is going to be Daisy's salvation. There was something in Daisy's eyes when she wanted to try the sewing machine. There's something about it. She's going to become like the Coco Chanel of the show. I think it will really force oh. Daisy out of her role. She seemed okay. interested. 
Okay, but she might be stabbed to death by that evil Baxter before that <laughs> happens. Okay, but we'll watch that. So that is one theme. Okay, and of course, looming for next week is the refrigerator. You know it's coming. <laughs> right. You know it's coming. You can't it's... stop time at Downton Abbey, Julie. You can't stop it. I know. I know. It's just... It's going to be a lot. Okay, so that was one theme that came through. The other big theme this week was America. Can yeah, America, America rules. All right. Uh, first of all, again, Baxter sucking up, uh, bringing that orange juice because that's what Americans like to drink uh, for breakfast. I mean, she is she's up to no good. I think I think the leverage there is. Thomas has something over Baxter. And so she is now, she's in this role, but she's going to have to report on all the dirt in the house to Thomas because Thomas has something on her. Don't you think? You know, I think they may be related. Oh, you know, that's sort of a time honored like twist. Like it's really his sister or something. I don't know. There's something about that. I I think there may be a long, uh, deep relationship between the two of them somewhere. Okay, and Lee, and so what is, speaking of America, what is your opinion? Do you think baby Sibs is going to America? Do you think that's going to happen? Yeah, I think she should. I, I mean, he's very pro. Tom now wants to go to America. It's like the perfect solution for him. He seems to have Cora's support. It was, Julie. It was a very pro-America show. That's what I wrote. Orange juice for all in America, Tom. <laughs> Come on. I think Tom would do very well in America with all he's learned. He has sort of a posh accent now and posh dressing, but he has that, you know, Irish work ethos. And I think but baby he's a Sybil socialist, Leanne. He's not going to do well in the free enterprise system of America. We right? had a lot of socialists in the 20s here. There was a legitimate party. I guess it's now the, yeah, it's the 20s. There was a legitimate socialist American party. They were working together in the, in the 20s in America. I think Tom's going to do fine. And I think, I think, you know, the late great Sybil, Lady Sybil, would have approved of that move. I think that's what it will come down to because she had that rebel spirit. But do you think the series will start to show both America and um, Downton Abbey? Well, I did read that Shirley MacLaine will be back this season. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that's good. All right. I mean, okay. how, okay. Many, <laughs> how many storylines could there be? At that house. They need we some, need more. We, we need some more. We need a few more storylines. Okay, again, which is another one of the themes that I picked up on this week, sort of extraneous storylines. Can we talk about Johnny the Garden Boy? Do you care about him? What no. what what is what is I know. I mm, I know, Joel. I know. Did he steal the letter opener or not? And do you care? And that was a he... funny scene though. Maggie Smith describing from the King of Sweden really reminded me of our mother, frankly. Yes. <laughs> And that teeny tiny watering can. Where did he get that, Johnny the Garden Boy? So he was, that was an extraneous one. The other sort of extraneous theme is, can we talk about the sous chef from the Ritz, who was the Joel Grey lookalike yeah. with the prosthetic pointy ears? Well, those were not real, his real ears, was it? I don't, I don't, were they? I don't know. I, it was, he was sort of Spock, Joel Grey. He was yeah. Joel Grey. He and did get he a lot of fish- screen time. A lot I of know. screen time. I know he did. And he had the Vichy Soise quiz, which seemed so unfair. Which to... I nailed. Totally nailed. I mean, I nailed it. I nailed... <laughs> As soon as he said the question, I go, Vichy Soise. <laughs> My husband looked at me. I was like, what? <laughs> Vichy Soise. Everyone knew that. So, I mean, that was... So, those are characters. And, of course, Mosley. He's oh. back, Leon. He's back. Okay. 
I know we don't like him, but he's back on this week. I, I don't know what we're going to do with him. Do you think you know, that's, I, yeah. to me, it was almost as if the writers were playing a little inside joke, like uh, with the audience, like, Hey, we know we put him on screen too much in the first three hours. So he's going <laughs> to, he's going to get his comeuppance in just two short, uh, effective, satisfying scenes this week. Okay. I just said touch of mostly exactly right. Exactly okay. right. Okay. It was good. Um, the other, the other issue, okay. The babies. Okay. This was mentioned. The children were actually seen on screen yes. this week. They did seem like they had, had too much Benadryl. I don't know. Were those, <laughs> I mean, am I, am I, was I, they weren't moving. They were, ba- and the, they were barely like, oh no, when the, all the blocks fell down. Have you ever seen a child like that? Well, I don't know. 18 Just- months. It's hard to get them to act on cue. So I thought that was pretty good. All right, really? I thought it was I thought it was too much Benadryl. Okay. Well, I think but, they just have so many clothes on. I mean, that's the problem. They have like twelve layers of baby clothes on. Itchy itchy baby clothes. Yes. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Okay, but now let's talk about some of the more central issues. Yes. Alfred, I love him. Okay. I, I think he's a great character. I'm really wishing him well. I, I just felt so badly. I knew he wasn't gonna get get that Vichy Swaz answer mm-hmm. at all. And nor did, did I think he was going to make the the school on his first rounds, but I hope he keeps it up, and um and I know Daisy's happy about it, and I'd like to I just like Alfred all the way around. I do too. I'm it's a character I'm very interested in. He has an interesting storyline. I like that he's reaching out, and I think this is an opportunity for him to cook and Daisy to sew. I don't, I, th- I just think there's something in those those two things. Okay, well then we have to talk about really one of the central dramas, and that was Anna. And Mr. Bates, have you ever in your life seen dueling, trembling li- lips like those two? It was oh, like it was God. like they were operating on their own. I had never. It was like they were independent spirits. Her upper lip and her lower lip, and 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 Bates's lips, uh, lips and cheeks when he when he heard what really had happened to Anna. I mean, it was amazing. So. I'm very worried about Anna. Uh, Mr. Bates is going to go off the rails, Leon. I just know it. I, I feel like there's going to be that. I just hope it doesn't get even darker, the, this storyline, because I I think he may he may take out some of his anger about what happened to Anna on Anna. Is you know what, story? Julie? Here's what I, I think. Mr. Bates is just like a creepy, manipulative criminal. I think, <laughs> I think that's what this week I was like. I think he killed his first wife. Yeah. And I think he's done some other bad things. I don't really think he's worthy of Anna. I think he's like a little creepy and controlling. And I didn't really like the way he pressured Mrs. Hughes, well, right. you know, threatening her. And you have to swear on your mother's grave. And for goodness sakes, I just, right. he scares oh. me. He scares yeah. me and I'm scared for Anna. I agree. Yeah. I think that's going to take an even darker turn. Okay. So Lady Edith. Oh my gosh. Okay. Did you, did you catch that? It was only a small thing when she made that trip to London. Did you see she going up to London for the day? Yeah. But she went to Dr. Goldman. Yes. Okay. Did you see that? Okay. So we of course now know that probably Lady Edith um, is the pregnant one. Do you, what do you think? I I agree. Something's happening there. There and will still be... no letters from her Nazi boyfriend. So what, what are we going to do about that? Okay. 
I don't miss him either. And I think it could be a, just a pregnancy drama. It might not actually be a pregnancy, but it sounds like we're going to get a pregnancy drama. I just would love to see more of Edith's life in London. Like when they say we're going up to London, I'd like to see more London scenes. Mm-hmm. That's why I would like to them to go to America. Like, let's branch out. Let's see some more things. Or when Bates was walking from his house, I thought, why can't we see the inside of their house? What does that look like? What do they wear for dinner when they're, when they're not working? What is happening there? Okay. Uh, Those are all good questions. Okay. Um, Another sort of central theme that has really come out is Mary and Edith. How about that? They really don't get along, do they? I I mean, when Mary said, it's not the first time that you got the wrong end of the stick to Edith, (laughs) I thought that was, I mean, they really, they fight worse than um, than Sheila and Monica. I know. know. And they bonded briefly after Sybil's death, but now they they there is no love lost there between the two of them. And they both really need to grow up. I mean, they're I both know. grown I... women still living with their parents. <laughs> Good point, Liam. I mean, honestly. I mean, I know they theoretically don't have any choices, but they Sybil had a choice. She made some choices. I miss Sybil. So I know, I know, I know. So I, but that I think they really and I don't know why the mother doesn't step in and say, hey, you two girls, stop bickering. Okay? You know why? Because as one of our uh, Facebook people rightly pointed out, Cora never seems to leave her bed these days. So <laughs> where was that? Oh, Jennifer. Jennifer wrote, and does Cora ever leave her bed? It seems no. like all of her scenes take place with her lying in that bed. Yes, Jennifer. I thought that was very funny. Uh, and I, the other sort of the classic sort of sumo wrestlers were Lady Grantham and Mrs. Crawley, right? right. I mean, I mean, those two are just uh, like the Bickersons, right? Uh, they're like at each other, and and you know, I I, I think the Dowager is right, Liam. I, that's my uh, position on her. <laughs> I I I, know. I just think she's more entertaining, so I think she's right on everything. Yes. Yeah. Let's see what the people on the Facebook page said. Megan said she thought this episode was. A little boring. I thought it was slow moving, but it set up some future storylines. So I was okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Ominous storylines. Yes. Anna and Mr. Bates is going to take a dark turn. Yes. Okay. Sari said uh, she agrees with that. um, But she also picked up on Edith's discreet trip to the doctor. She didn't seem Mm -hmm. to be too worked up, though, because she trusts her soon-to-be German Nazi beau. Uh, (laughs) Okay, that is just going to go so badly for I know. her. Oh, Heather I... does not uh, want baby Sybil to move to America. I'm kind of pro-America, and Michelle is also pro-America. There's no reason why the series couldn't hop back and forth, and uh, he, she hopes that Bates will cool down about killing Anna's attacker. I don't think so. That chance, really, really. There's no chance that he's going to cool down. I and mean, then, yeah, and then Lisa asked a question I know I was thinking is, like, what is with all the weird maids showing up? Like, <laughs> there have been a lot of maids coming in and out. She just is the worst judge of maids, too. Oh, this she never gets out of bed anymore. She's splendid. She <laughs> loves this killer with the sewing machine. I mean, that woman is going to do her in. <laughs> okay. 
Okay. Oh, well, it's always fun to talk about this, Julie. I'm enjoying it. And once again, the clothes are fabulous. The women are just wearing great clothes from from this period. I, you know, that I'm I'm really enjoying seeing every single one of their outfits. They they look fabulous. (laughs) That's that is true. Yeah, it's so it's refreshing. It's a good period and it's a good period in clothing history and they're capturing it very well. So I applaud that. All right. We are always looking for your comments on Downton Abbey on the website. We usually wait till Tuesday to give people a chance to have watched their DVR. That's why. Uh, so if you want to comment, uh, you can always go to the open group, the Facebook open group, and uh, leave your comment there. Usually on Tuesday, I'll, I'll put a post up for people to leave comments. Um, what else is happening this week? Well, we have the Super Bowl in New Jersey. Yes. Uh, Liz and I are going to the Stitcher Awards. We have contemplated wearing the Daft Punk helmets. Julie, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> yes. So, I, that would make quite a commotion. I, Liz, a Liz texted fact. me like, could we just wear our ski helmets and goggles? And when I think about Liz and I sitting in the audience with our ski helmets and goggles on, that would be so funny. If we were like 20 years younger, <laughs> it would be very funny. Yes. yes, you could do that. You, um, or maybe just some big clown shoes, Liam. Could maybe. just right, or the Pharrell hats would be good. Uh, so either one, either one, and uh, so we're doing that. What are you doing? Anything, Jill? Just uh, you know, holding down the fort here. We're still in the deep freeze protocol for the next couple of days. And Leon, I, I, I'm doing a lot of wonderful, wonderful babysitting because uh, <laughs> because little baby Peter, who was born December fifteenth. You know, he has just not gotten that sleep thing down and rounded sorry. the corner, as our mother would no, say. He, he hasn't has rounded, not the rounded the corner. And I, if any, we have tried everything. My my daughter in law is intrepid. I mean, she is. She has had him in a front pack. She's had him had him in a backpack. She. Uh, the only time he really seems to uh, get a big chunk of sleep is in the stroller outside which is really not convenient in the middle of the night. I mean, we have tried. Somebody had suggested that if you put a baby uh, on top of the dryer, you know, in a baby seat on top of the dryer, um, not in the dryer or anything like that, but that the sound and the motion of the dryer sometimes helps, helps babies. We, he has a little baby seat. We've tried to swing. We, I just, uh, I, I mean, he's only six weeks old. It's not, you know, it, he's a little boy. It's not, it's, and it's hard to like figure everything out and get it all working and stuff like that. But it's been, it's been something. He's not one of those easy babies that just, well, he's not like the babies in Downton Abbey right. that, are, that are on Benadryl full time. Uh, so, uh, so they're, they're working on him. So, so I'm, I'm on, I'm doing a lot of na- Nana duties uh, during the week, which I am of course happy to do because it gives me more time with my grandchildren. Well, speaking of Benadryl, my dog has been on heavy sedatives <laughs> the last 24 oh. You know what? She had this hematoma, like a blood clot yeah. in her ear, which dogs get. And mm-hmm. um, it, it's just not able to be cured by draining. So next week she has to go in for surgery. Oh. Yeah. So yeah. she was meant to go in this week. But, of course, I'm going out of town. And I could not leave the post-op care to my two sons yeah. and my husband. They just... 
No, they no, just that is not a reliable crew no. for this for that type of procedure. No. They're very good if you needed to clear an acre of brush right. or something like that. They would be an excellent group. But uh, for post-op care, no. No. So the doctor agreed that she could wait till Monday. So she goes in for surgery on Monday. And uh, so hopefully hopefully her ear will bounce back. You know, she's got the big German Shepherd ears and... Um, it, it could be that she'll have one floppy ear for the rest of her life. It, well, it could be sad. adorable, Lynn. could be adorable. It could be. You know what? She's still an excellent dog. So uh, I just could hope her ears come cuter, back. even cuter, Lynn. She's, you magnificent, know she's magnificent ears. Magnificent yeah. ears. But uh, we have very nice vets. And so even though taking her to the vet is the most stressful situation... <laughs> They're super nice to her, which they, and they have no, they don't need to be because she's terrible. So. She's not the first dog nor the last. No. Yes. So yesterday she came home. They finally took the head wrap off. They drained it again. She'll go in for surgery. I just gave her a half a sedative. I'm like, I need a break. You <laughs> take the sedative. Do not start taking doggy sedatives, Liam. No. Okay. I want you to use all cash and no doggy sedatives this week. All right. We are the Satellite Sisters. You can find us at iTunes, at Stitcher. If you haven't tried that Stitcher app yet, that's a great place to find podcasts. Satellite Sisters is there. As always, we'd like to thank you for listening and supporting Satellite Sisters. Tell your Satellite Sisters about it if you think they'd enjoy the show. And don't forget, call your Satellite Sisters. Satellite Sisters.